For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and today is the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month. And I'm a proud Latina, and I'm thrilled to chat with another one today, one of the faces of Team Mexico. So without further ado, let's go through today's order. First, we'll cover our bases. I'll share some news and updates in the softball world. Then we'll head into today's interview with Tori Vidalis, who's fresh off an amazing Athletes Unlimited season. It's part one of our conversation, so stay tuned next week for part two. And we'll wrap things up as usual with the double play tip of the week. So here we go. Covering our bases. All right, so fall sports are very different this year. Who would have thought that we'd be celebrating the WNBA and NBA championships in October, right? But I'm so glad that we did, that we were able to. We might kind of have our months mixed up and not even know what day it is if you're anything like me, but then there's football to help us get back on track. And it always feels more like fall when football is around. And even if you're not actually at the game this year, you can still be part of it all with Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, if you want to wager, Bet Online gives you more options than anywhere else online. And don't sleep on the online casino. It never, ever closes. You know it's always there for you, and we like dependability. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Love it. And speaking of experts, the first ever 2020 Fast Pitch Hit Tracks Open is happening. So Hit Tracks is a data capture and simulation system for background, and it really covers all parts of the game. But with hitting, for example, if you hit off the machine in the cage that has this technology, they can actually track the launch angles, the exit velocity, et cetera, in real time right after you make contact. And you can actually see it on their screen with the simulated field and defenders. So it's almost like a video game where you get to use technology to just simulate an actual game virtually. So there's a competition happening right now and players are competing at their local facility with HitTrax technology throughout the country. So to start, they were playing in three virtual games and trying to score as many runs as possible against the simulated HitTrax defense. The qualifying round was last week. Bracket play with the top 16 is happening now, and the finals are this weekend. And there's a $20,000 prize for the winner. And the player field, the participants, is unreal. There's a lot of pro softball players, Olympians, recent college grads that registered online for this. So 13 Olympians, 22 Athletes Unlimited players, six international pro players, and 17 players that have NPF experience quite the group that we're dealing with here and lots of believe in softballers, by the way, the top 16 actually includes Hannah Flippin, Brittany Cervantes and Sasha Palacios are in the top 10. Morgan Howe is in the top three. So go ahead, Rook. I love this. I think it's a creative way to compete, to get better, 
It's another opportunity to be paid to play softball. Like these are professionals. And honestly, it's just an interesting marketing strategy. I think customer experience and word of mouth can often be the most effective tactic. And Hitrax is getting that here. And it's fun. And I'm always pro fun softball things. So I'm pro pro softball, but I'm also pro college softball. And Howard softball needs our help. So Tori Tyson is the head coach there. She was on Believe in Softball earlier this year, and she talked a lot about her vision to put Howard softball and HBCU softball on the map. And you guys, she already started this in her first season last year, taking them to the postseason for the first time in 15 years. But the Bison couldn't return to campus to train this fall. They've been doing all their workouts on Zoom. When they do return to campus, they have nowhere to practice. They don't have their own facility. And with all the sports that are happening at the same time more than usual this year, other on-campus facilities are just not available to them. So they're trying to put together a training program in the winter so they can access fields and facilities to train and get ready for the season, especially given the tough winter that Washington, D.C. usually sees. So that's where we come in. The roster has 23 women. The estimated expenses are around $1,250 per athlete, covering travel, lodging, meals, transportation, field usage, and other expenses. You can donate by going to giving.howard.edu slash bison blue. And this link is also in her Instagram post at Tori Tyson, if you want to look. But one disclaimer, when you click on the link, do not just donate to the bison blue fund. Click other and type in softball to make sure that the donation goes directly to the softball program. So if you can, please join me in supporting them. I mean, it's a tough year. Things are tight for a lot of us. But if you can, if you have something to give, any amount helps. And actually, Howard Softball is 100% registered to vote. And I'm seeing a lot of college softball get involved with getting the vote out in this year's election, which is awesome. An example, the Big Ten Voter Registration Initiative was officially announced back in June, actually, in conjunction with their anti-hate and anti-racism coalition. And it includes representatives from all 14 schools, including six with connections to softball. Taylor Wilson from Maryland is a great example. And there are a lot of student athletes that technically live in a different state than where they actually go to school. And it's a mixed bag. Some people are on campus, some people aren't. This has always been something for athletes and students in general to keep in mind. So seeing efforts and ensuring that they register and then get their vote in while they're at school is important. And more recently, I've also seen more around this. You know, Lauren Lappin's team at University of Missouri St. Louis shared that all 20 members of their team were registered to vote. Stanford softball tweeted that they are vote ready. And Coach Alistair included the quote, decisions are made by those who show up, which I think is a great way to sum it up. So I'll leave you with this, vote. Hopefully you've already registered. Some deadlines have already passed, but check the deadlines. Whenweallvote.org and voteforyourlife.com is a great place to start to make a plan to vote. Whichever way you decide to, just make sure you have a plan. Follow the official process for your state and get that ballot in. We all need to use our voice. And as you know, this show is also all about elevating softball voices and women and good people. And our guest today is all of the above. So let's head into part one of the interview. She was a pro softball player with Athletes Unlimited, the MPF, and the Taiwan Pro League, Team Mexico infielder, future Tokyo Olympian, Texas A&M All-American, and SEC Network Analyst 
Tori Vidalis. Thank you for joining. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. You're halfway across the world right now. You're in Taiwan. This is crazy. Yeah, I am. I'm actually in quarantine. So honestly, I would not want to be doing anything else other than this. <laughs> well, that makes me feel good. So we're off to a great start. <laughs> but speaking of quarantine, I feel like I noticed that when you had a lot of downtime during Athletes Unlimited, you were playing Fortnite, right? That's correct. Yeah. So um, Danielle O'Toole and I, I almost call her Tuli, which most people know her by Tuli, but so Tuli and I figured out that we both played at the same time. And so we were like, hey, let's play together. And lucky for me, she has like a whole squad at her like home because she has her husband who plays and then her little brother who's down the street, he plays and he's 14 and he is so good at it. So it's like he was able to kind of teach us and help us a little bit and just help us get better as like, cause the season changes like every so often. And then uh, when we got to Athletes Unlimited, we were like, okay, we're bringing our PlayStations cause we knew we were gonna be in a bubble. So we figured why not just bring those and then it'll be nice because we'll be on central time. Her husband's on Pacific time. So it would just work out so he doesn't have to stay up too late and we can enjoy our nights. And so we figured out that Jesse Warren also played. And so it was so fun because we had the three of us plus Tony. So then after like the night games, we would go and we would play and we would be talking about the games and Tony, her husband was able to kind of like talk about what went on and what he thought and like put his two cents in. And then we were talking about the game like, oh yeah, we should have done this or we love doing this. It was just such a blast and it really did make the time go a little bit faster. That is awesome. I hope you're able to do that while you're in Taiwan quarantining right now too. <laughs> I wake up a little bit early just so I can play with them before they go to sleep. <laughs> I love it. Is it competitive? Like are people the same as they are on the field or is it different? I think Jesse definitely is. She would like yell. She So when we were talking to Danielle Laurie about playing, it was so funny because she was like, oh yeah, you guys need to video it. Send me a video. And we were like, yeah, okay. Like, so we all tried to like be super professional and set up our phones and like get a good angle. And Jesse's sitting there playing and she's looking at the screen. She's like yelling, like so bad. I'm like, thank goodness you don't have a roommate because that would have not been good. But I put it on me and I watched the video back and I realized I giggle a lot like because we have a lot of in-game conversation and stuff like that but so whenever I'm 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 just staring at the screen and then somebody will say something and I'll giggle and so I'm like oh he killed me oh he's finishing me he killed me okay I'm out good luck guys <laughs> So I kind of just accept my fate and Tuli's kind of like in between. So it's funny how it's very different, but can be also so much the same in Jesse's case. I know. I always wonder that. Like back in the day, it was board games, right? It's just like, how oh, are yeah. people in Monopoly? Like if you're taking their property, you know, and now it's video games these days. But the good thing about video games, though, for me at least, is that you can automatically start a new one, you know, True. so you don't really have to wait like your whole lineup to get another at bat to like be super competitive about it you can literally press exit start so it's that's the thing that kind of takes me away from it and it's not what I do for a living so it's like 
I give myself a little bit more grace knowing that, hey, it's okay. I don't have to be a ninja on the controller. I can just be a normal human who enjoys doing this and can get better and better, which I've improved. So that's all you can ask for. It is. That's all you can ask for. I love just like the different outlets that everybody has. I'm no good at video games, didn't really grow up with them, but it seems like it's a really fun way to just totally immerse yourself in something else, which like you said, yeah, you get your mind off things. Yes, it was so nice to have and just literally escape for a few. And I honestly look forward to it every day. Like I'm like, oh yes, like we get to play Fortnite today. Like we'll play for maybe an hour, two hours. And it helps me honestly get through quarantine too, because I have two more hours that I don't have to think about, okay, what am I going to do? Like, so now I just have my schedule and it works out perfectly. It's perfect. Love it. Speaking of Athletes Unlimited, congrats on finishing eighth out of 57 athletes. That's incredible. Yeah, it was so fitting because I'm number eight everywhere but Athletes Unlimited. So it was kind of cool. It's just a little nod to uh, my favorite number. But uh, yeah, so I was honestly shocked towards the end that I had a chance to break into the top 10. And then I had a really good last game. And then that kind of just shot me up. And it was I got a text from my mom right after, congratulations on number eight. She's still with you. <laughs> so it was oh, really man. Cool. That's awesome. Dude, there's something about number eight because Kat, historically, not for Athletes Unlimited, not anymore, yep. right? For USA, but was number eight. Haley McClenny, yeah. number eight. You're number eight. Clearly, this is a good number. We need to get behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Victoria Hayward is number eight. Alicia Casio is number eight. So it's like, we had so many eights. So even if like Lily didn't have eight, we'd be like, okay, which one of us is going to battle out to get number eight? <laughs> There's so funny. many of us. It's insane. It's a good number. Hey, what can I do? I mean, young girls listening, pick number eight. Clearly good pick things happen. <laughs> we love <laughs> the numbers around here as I'm 29. You know, pick the right number, you get the right numbers. I like yeah, it. There you go. It was a nod to my dad. That was his uh, college number. So 29 was... Uh, the number my dad wore his whole life. And so when eight wasn't available last year for the Comets, I was like, man, I really don't have another backup number. My dad was like, you should be 29. And I was like, that's a good idea. So stuck with it. And that's been my like backup number since nobody usually has 29. So still getting used to it though. It's a little weird. It's funny how we do have backup numbers though. Like you don't, you know, for the most part you don't need it, but every once in a while, like there still has to be meaning, you know, I feel like softball players, it's never totally random. Exactly. And I feel like most often you're not going to be the one getting one through 10 because those are usually the most like sought after numbers. So for like someone who joined a little bit later, like I knew automatically I wasn't going to get number eight. So I was like, all right, 29 it is. I didn't even have to look through the numbers. I knew that it would be available, <laughs> which is <laughs> a bad thing, but it actually worked out for me. So it's good. Everyone had really wonky numbers though. So it kind of worked out where it didn't really matter what your number was. People really weren't saying your number. They would just say your name and then may- maybe make a joke out of your number because it'd be something like off the wall. But it was fun. Yeah, it's like football numbers. We have like linebackers yes. or something. I was like, okay, are we an O-lineman? Like, what are we doing today? Are we a safety? What do we want to do? <laughs> I like it. Well, now that you've had a little bit of time after the season to kind of reflect a little more 
What do you feel like your biggest takeaways were from the entire Athletes Unlimited experience? I would have to say definitely confidence. I think it's so easy to get caught up in, oh my gosh, these people are so good. Like 56, like, where am I going to finish? Where am I going to, like, what is this going to do? Am I going to get a hit off this pitcher? Like what's going to happen? And honestly, regardless of rankings, like if you even take rankings out of the picture, like I know I finished really high, so it makes it easy to say confidence. But even if I finished like 40th, I could still say like at the end of the game, the end of the, the last series, I felt the most comfortable and confident in my swing and in the box and knowing that it doesn't matter who I was facing, I was locked in. You know, I got, I had three doubles the last night and a single. So I'm like, okay, if I can do this now, what's stopping me in doing this against Japan, against USA, against Canada? So for me, it's just knowing that I did that already and so I know that I can do it again as long as I'm confident in myself and not letting myself get too worked up in the box and start overthinking, overanalyzing everything. So I've just, I'm really glad that AU was a thing and that we all just kind of dove head first because I truly think that this is going to help everybody in the long run. And even if they're not on my team, I still want to play the best softball. So if that means going head to head and doggy fighting it out, let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. What came across to me as I'm covering it, viewing it, all of that, the message was pro softball is legit. And while mm. we've all known this, right, like we, we are aware, I feel like that message has been sent before, but this time it really was on another level and it was received. Do you know what I mean? Like with the Sports Illustrated stuff recently getting featured and the viewership, everything else, it's just like, hey, this is the real deal guys like there are olympians here there are college standouts like this is this is legit and that's the thing i feel like it's always been legit like you said like everyone that follows it knows this but if you even take a look at the viewership of like the w uh wcws versus the world series for the men like the women's side always outweighs the men and that should show you something right there on its own that people are interested in watching this sport and the fact that we weren't able to have access to that after college, like you find all these huge players that people followed in college and they disappear after they graduate. And what happens to the men whenever they graduate from college? People follow their draft, people follow to their uh, minor league team, people watch their major league team. Shoot, people find them that don't even know about them and then they all of a sudden become their favorite player. And for us, it it kind of stopped at college. And that's the unfortunate thing is that women don't peak in college. People think that we do only because that's the only exposure we have. And the truth is there's people like Megan Wiggins, who is 10 years out of college and is absolutely smashing the ball, just has a great career. And that was 10 years ago. What if she would have hung her cleats up after her last college game? Like, we are wasting so much talent by not giving women the opportunity to pursue this in the long term. And I think it was so crazy because we were talking about all of the AU and the experience. And this is truly the first time we ever felt like professionals, just in the sense of how we were treated, how the schedules were run, um, the equipment we were given, the partnerships we were given. And 
we were actually amazed that people wanted to do this for us when we're so thankful and we're so uh, gracious of this, but we should expect that. Like we're professional athletes at the highest level that you could be at. MLB probably doesn't even notice that people partner with them and they probably dread having to post pictures about their sponsors and do all these things. But we want that more than anything because we've been deprived of it for so long. And finally, we were given the resources to do it. And look what we did. We were thriving, thriving in that environment. And that should go to show how valuable our sport is and how much time and effort and money people should put into us because we will perform, we will show out, and we will get the job done. That's it. Mic drop. Boom. End of episode. (laughs) Not really. I'm keeping you here for longer. Ooh, a little beam action. I like beam, it. You know, uh, sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> beam, please sponsor Tori Vidalis. Please, Thank you. Please sponsor me. Thank you. At Vidalis Tori. <laughs> I like it. I hope we can make that happen right here. That, that would be amazing. All my favorite CrossFitters are partnered with Beam, so. That's great. Well, hopefully then. So I actually did get the trading card set of all of you guys oh, from awesome. Athletes Unlimited. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. I only got one pack and I realized like the day after that they stopped it all together. I was like, I should have got way more than that. What was I thinking? But with the pack that I do have, if I hopefully get to ever meet you in person someday, I might have to have you sign it. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully maybe I'll go to like Palm Springs or something fun and go watch all the softball. If Fingers crossed, right. I'm sure we'll run across each other. Yeah, for sure. But you'll definitely be, I have no problem fangirling to make you feel even more so like a, a real pro. So <laughs> no, <laughs> don't worry about no, it. No need, no need. <laughs> it's so funny when I run into people in public that are like really big softball fans. I've only had it happen like two, maybe three times. It's one of them's been like an older guy. And then most of them are younger girls. So it's just funny to me that people are like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what? Is there something on my face? <laughs> and you, just, you just don't expect it. And that's, that's another cool thing about softball players is that like, we don't ever, at least most of us that I know, <laughs> we don't ever put ourselves up on this pedestal and think that like we are greater than. We know that it's the fans that make it so special. And that's why we try really hard to connect to our fans and um, really meet them as people instead of meeting them as softball players. I think we're so much cooler people than we are softball players. Like, yeah, we're super good at softball, but like the people that are behind like the mask or the the glove or whatever it is, honestly, top-notch people. That's what makes the softball community so great. And I love being able to play with all of them and getting to know them as people. And I love when other people get to meet them because it just shows them how amazing they are. I love it. I love softball all people. So it's, there's nothing like it. Obviously we're biased, but there really isn't. True. Even my dad said softball players are pretty cool. So, so, Hey, dad knows everything. What Johnny says, Johnny, Johnny knows the way. (laughs) I feel you on the, the getting recognized part. Not, well, I don't, that sounded funny. I'm not a pro softball player. So that's not (laughs) what I mean. What I mean is there was one time in college We were just like off campus at Stanford and it was me and one of my teammates and our boyfriends who both played on the football team. 
and we were at this local pizza place. Oh gosh, I love it. And yeah, and um, we saw like this dad and a couple kids, you know, and they were kind of whispering to each other, looking at us, and all four of us were like, oh, they probably recognize the football guys, you know, so they start walking up, and and the football guys are, you know, they're kind of like standing up straight, getting ready for their moment, right, and they're like, do you guys play on the softball team, talking to us, and we were like, yeah, we do. Oh my God. You guys are fans. Like, because that never happened to us. Right. And the, yeah. the guys were like, wait, what? You mean they're not, you know, coming to talk to us? And we're like, yeah, it's not all about you guys. Like, yeah. come on, you know? Yeah, that's happened. That happened to me one time in college and it was so amazing. I never let the guy live it down because they thought that they were just all that in a bag of chips. And I'm like, you guys went eight and five and like we went to the World <laughs> Series. Like, so sorry (laughs) sorry I'm not sorry yeah right oh my gosh they get enough of that anyways oh man I love it I love it well speaking of going to important places though Tokyo coming up but six of you guys were in Athletes Unlimited from Team Mexico I just I loved it so like for background I am Mexican and Spanish and so your guys yeah I know right represent your guys' story, though, and your journey to Tokyo obviously has a little extra special place in my heart. So I love following you guys. Love that you guys got to have this experience together with Athletes Unlimited, too, though. Pretty cool. Oh, it was amazing. I honestly, like, the girls from Mexico are some of my very closest best friends. And I honestly think of them as sisters. And so it's so nice to be able to go into somewhere where you're not really all knowing, like you have no idea what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to pick you for their team. And um, you go through a lot of up and downs through the season just because um, it's six weeks of really competitive softball. And sometimes you may feel confident, sometimes you may not. And so for us being able to go in and really feel each other's presence was a huge game changer. Just knowing that we could always count on one another, whether we were on the same team or not for that little confidence boost or maybe a little strategy talk or maybe just sitting down, not talking about softball at all. It was just so nice to have a a group of girls that, you know, had your back regardless of what was going on in the game. So um, we also do like, um, bi-weekly meetings of, um, like Team Mexico meetings, just talking about like different stuff and how to build our relationships and all that. And so we were also doing those as we were at AU. So we had three meetings while we were there and we were able to kind of connect and connect with each other and connect with the girls that weren't playing AU. So it was really nice to have just like a a fisheye lens on everything when we were in those meetings and talking about um, playing with one another, playing against one another, because a lot of people always say like, oh, how does it feel playing against them? And I'm like, yeah, you know, well, it sucks because they're good, but top notch to have them there. Like, I wish more of them could have been there just because I know how fun and um, just competitive our team is. And I know a lot of people actually told us, they were like, man, we want to be Mexican. You guys are so fun. And I'm like, Sorry, it's reserved. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that. Sorry, you have to be brown. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. Again, sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's an exclusive elite club. 
It really is. I like it. I love watching you guys because oh, yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned this to you. Like I've had Sachelle on, I've had Tuli on, I've had yeah. Surf, which I've known her when I was 11. We called her Brittany, but everyone calls her Surf now. So oh, yeah, I'm like, who's Brittany? Right? Yeah. And it's funny because people, yeah, that's how people are with me too. No one ever called me Jenna. Everyone always called me JB. So even oh, now, yeah. you know, like at work or in other situations, I'm like, oh yeah, this is weird. But anyway. I love you guys. Like, I think, I think it's such a cool group. And I see that Sachelle calls your group and like your team brujas or witches. Where, yeah. Where'd that come from? Like, what's the backstory? <laughs> so basically our coach is crazy. Like he just is like everywhere at one time. And so when he's talking to us, a lot of times we, you know, we're, we're grown. So at the same time, that he's our coach but also he coached in Cuba and so when we would try to like talk to him okay like this is how we do this like this is a better way to do this or like whatever and like so I think he felt like we were stepping on his toes a little bit so we were like you know what we'll back off he's like yeah you you witches and I'm like what did he just call us <laughs> oh I turned my video off on accident I got so excited so um I think it was one of my very first, maybe it was my second year, but that's all he would call us. He'd be like, hey, witches, come get this. Hey, witches, go do that. Like all this stuff. So it turned into this huge joke. And um, we actually have a group message called Maine Witches. <laughs> and so a couple of us are in that. And it's just so funny because everyone's like, oh, witches? Like you guys are calling yourself witches for Halloween? I'm like, no, no, no. Don't get it like it's not basic Halloween (laughs) yeah this is not spooky season only this is all year round we are the main witches and so on our water bottles at AU they had like a label maker so everyone could put their name on their big orange water bottle and so we all got on there and we typed in main witch and so we put it on our water bottle and then people were asking us what's a main witch? And so we'd have to tell them, they're like, can I be a main witch? <laughs> We're like, no, sorry. It's reserved. Like, what do you want? So it was just so funny. And it's actually like more people have grown to it, but we literally have a main witch per group on messages, Twitter, Instagram, all of it, because we're always talking to one another and we always like send funny stuff. And so, yeah, it's just been really nice to have. And I think it's hilarious that people are so like, Ooh, main witches like can I be in it I know you want to be a witch like that is so funny it's honestly the way of life you know (laughs) (laughs) well for the witches that were in AU Mm -hmm. I know you get asked this a lot it's like were you taking notes for the Olympics because you're playing so many Olympians all that kind of stuff but I feel like the answer I would get when I'd ask people during the season like Hannah Flippin or whoever would be like, well, yeah, I kind of, but like, I'm also, you know, just trying to play, trying to focus like one, one game at a time here. Now that you've had a little bit of time though, are you thinking more about that? So we have a little detective in our group. Um, Tuli is actually the note taker. So she, she, I don't know how she does it. This is how her brain works. So she needs writing of what they did, what pitch it was, what sequence she threw them, like, was it a good at bat, was it a bad at bat, so she will legit 
she's always done this too. Even when she was with USA, when she was with us, she would have like her little notebook. She would have notes on everybody. And so um, she actually had a binder and each person had their own individual notebook paper. And, you know, she would just write what she saw and that's it. And I think it was genius. I don't have time as a, as a hitter and infielder, but she had a little bit more downtime when she wasn't pitching. So she would come in, or even if she was pitching, she would go out and pitch, come back in, write down what she saw, what she didn't do well, they did well. To be fair, like everyone knows, everyone's watching. She's the only one that had a mind to sit down, write it, organize it. And she, it was so funny because she had um, one page per person and then she would organize it per team. So like then she would go and once we started playing them, she would organize it by their lineup of who she thought would like start off or lead off two hole, three hole, four hole. So then once the game started, she would have a better idea of like where they actually went. So she would take her fake lineup and then it would usually be pretty close to the real lineup. And then she would just like switch the little pages in and out of where the two or three people were switched. So she had a really good system down but she is the queen of like notes and information <laughs> i i'm like blown away somehow blown away, like, right? it kind of is on brand though for her oh 100 percent on brand yeah but still still so blown cool. away <laughs> oh yeah and her handwriting is so nice so like you flip through it and you're like oh my god did a printer do this like what the heck <laughs> so it's it's honestly insane because she has so much by the end of the the season and I'm sure she'll have even more because I'm sure we'll play everybody at least once. Probably not USA, but I think everybody else will play at least once before Tokyo. So, Did she take notes when she faced you guys, like her Team Mexico teammates for you guys to have? I hope so. I need those if she did because I would like to study them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious because, you know, I mean, like, hey, if if that's what everyone else sees, you know, if that's what the other teams got to – take notes on you guys about yeah I think mostly for her I think she would like tell us when we were hitting against her like what we were doing like oh like last game I got you on the inside so I tried to go there again and you were ready for it so like I didn't get you like you did a great job of keeping your hands inside on that last one like like the last game that we played against her I had a single and a double off of her and so my last double was like inside the uh, line, right inside the base uh, on third base. And it kind of like went diagonal towards the left field corner. And she was like, dude, I have no idea how you hit that. And like, I always feel bad because I don't know what to say. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, she's like, no, don't apologize. Like you, you had a great hit on that. Like that was such a pitcher's pitch. And I don't know how you hit that. And I was like, oh, okay. I feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so she's really good about like telling us like what we did good or how she beat us or however it like all works because at the end of the day like we all want each other to do well and really like with AU it doesn't really help if you're like rooting against someone or like not wanting one person to do well unless you're like in the very very top so like if you're in the bottom or like the mid, it only like win points are going to be your most sought after points because that's how you rack up the most points. Like everyone's going to have like 10 to, to 40 points a game, like just depending on or for personal stats. And then win points, you have up to 70 plus 50. So you have 
120 points that are up for a win. So yep. obviously you're going to have a better chance of getting those win points than the stat points. So honestly, you just want everybody, like you want your team to win. You don't really care about the individual stats unless you're like Steli or Jayquish who's going like freaking three for four with two home runs and a double, you know, it's like stuff like that. So honestly, she was, she was great. She's like the all knowing she, she needs to put like a turban on and like crystal ball. Cause she could probably see the future with how many notes she has. <laughs> That's great though. I mean, yeah, like you said, what a, what an asset for you guys. Oh yeah. But. So nice to have. And she's smart even about hitting, like she's smart about pitching and hitting, which is normally pretty rare for a pitcher, but she pays so much attention and listens to us when we talk about hitting. So it's really nice to have someone who you can like bounce ideas off of and kind of figure out what you need to look for as a hitter. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I thought was actually really cool for all of you, all six of you is part of Athletes Unlimited was during Hispanic Heritage Month, which we are just coming up on the end here. But when you think about the month, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not just a month, but we get to celebrate it right now. What does it mean to you? I think just family. I mean, obviously, like, my dad is Mexican, so it traces back, like, in my family, and knowing that without the family, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in the position that I am. I wouldn't be able to um, proudly wear my brown skin and not be ashamed of what that means or who I am, and um, being able to do it together. You know, we all look different. We all sound different. We all play different, but we're all Mexican. And so that's really special for us. And even the girls that played like, uh, Lily was on the Puerto Rico team. There was another person who was on the Puerto Rico team and I can't think of it. Comma dung. There we go. Nice. Pull that out. <laughs> um, but just being able to celebrate that with them because, you know, growing up, you don't really see, a lot of Hispanic girls playing. Like even when we were trying to find more um, Mexican girls to play at an elite level, like we were like, where are they? Like, where do we find them? Because you, you just don't come across it very much. So for me, just showing the little girls that, you know, this is something that you could do. This is something that um, is very within your reach and I want I want to make sure that they have good representation for us and that's why it matters so much representation does matter um, whatever color you are it doesn't matter what what skin color you are what you believe in but knowing that there's little girls who have the exact same skin color hair color hair texture whatever it is knowing that they can look at you and say there I am I can be there and for us, that wouldn't be anything without family. My family and our family is the softball team. So family is definitely a huge part of Hispanic Heritage Month and really every month for us because being Mexican never ends. <laughs> Tori's great, as you can tell. So great, in fact, that we just kept talking and this is just part one of our conversation. So in part two next week, we'll talk more about how she started her broadcasting career with SEC Network her alma mater at Texas A&M, a little bit about first base, embracing every part of who we are, including our curly hair, and more. So stay tuned. In her honor for the double play tip of the week, 
I want to elaborate a little bit more on first base. So this week's double play tip is about picking the ball. As a first baseman, obviously one of your main jobs is to catch the ball to get the out. But in the process, you get all kinds of throws from infielders, including tough bounces and short hops, and you have to manage to pick them and hang on to them. So physically, when you do this, see it all the way in. This applies to literally everything in softball. <laughs> you have to see the ball and watch it all the way in. And for throws that are in the dirt, this also means reading the depth of the hop off the ground. If it's a longer hop that bounces out of your reach, just let that thing come to you and do your best to be a wall and keep the ball in front of you, whichever direction it goes. And at first base, you have to keep in mind too, of course, that runner's coming straight behind you running. So you also have to have that spatial awareness so you don't get run over. But you do want to stop the ball. Anything that gets past you, they get an extra base. But for shorter hops that are within your reach, and remember, it's not always two hands in this case. You have more length when you extend that one arm. This applies to any position as well. In the outfield, if you're diving, whatever, that's why when that happens, your body just is able to reach further. So if it's within your reach with your glove hand, when it hits the ground or about there, then you pick it and snag that thing as soon as possible after it bounces. You're almost smothering it before it even has a chance to come up and eat you up. To do this mentally, think about attacking the ball. You're playing the ball. You're not letting the ball play you. And what helps with this is to think about raking through the ball when you pick. You'll see some young softball players try to bend their wrist when they go to squeeze the ball in their glove, but you actually want to think about hinging at the elbow on your glove arm. So bend at the elbow and make sure that glove is open and has space to let the ball in, whether it's a forehand or a backhand. For backhands, you do want to make sure you rotate your forearm enough so that the pocket of your glove is pointing toward the ball. You know, having an open glove doesn't really do anything if it's just pointed down towards the ground. So make sure that you have the right angle. But once you're there, rake or glide your glove through the ball smoothly across the top of the dirt. So you're actually kind of generating a little bit of momentum to scoop it and pick it and control it. And for the ones right at you, you're still sort of raking, but it's just in a slightly forward movement in front of you. And you want a strong wrist for all of these positions. But really at the end of the day, you're fielding the ball. It's just coming off of a throw instead of a bat in this case. And of course, you know, once the ball hits the leather, hang on to it, squeeze it. The momentum of the throw might actually help your glove kind of naturally close. Think squeezing pinky to thumb so you have a nice big pocket. Then lift that thing off the ground, show the umpire you have control and that you got the out. So really while you're reactive and seeing and reading where the ball goes, you're actually proactive in attacking it. And this is like hitting or anything else. So that's the physical and mental side of picking the ball, see it all the way in and attack. That's the double play tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, available anywhere you get your pods, Apple, Spotify, Believe.com and more. We got you covered subscribe to the show, rate the show, write a review, and of course, keep sharing the episodes. Hit me up on Twitter at JennaBacera01 and Instagram at JennaBacera. Thanks for tuning in and catch you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.